Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast network. This is JT Fox. Bit different here today. Not only are we on YouTube inside my very large studio here, uh, but uh, we're also recording here on my laptop. So go directly on Spotify or Apple or wherever you hear your podcasts. And what's different about my podcast is that I just don't like focus on one thing. Sometimes I'll have celebrity interviews. Sometimes I'll talk to news. Sometimes I'll debate the news with my CEO, Francie. Uh, sometimes I'll talk about how I turn income to wealth. And sometimes I talk about how to make more income, which is what really I'm going to be talking here today, because I will tell you, I'm completely outraged. This is what happens when you make a lot of money. The government always wants to put our hands in our pockets, especially the state of California. And if you like real estate or you're in real estate or you ever want to be a real estate, you definitely want to hear what I have to say. There is a proposed legislation from a California lawmaker, Chris Ward, who basically says that investors who would buy and flip properties within a three-year three period would be taxed an extra 25% on top of what they're already paying. In some cases, if they're earning over uh, a certain amount, they could pay as much as 75% in taxes. And then after three years, the percentage goes down uh, every 5% until seven years. Because the idea is California housing has become unaffordable. Now, this is clearly someone who has absolutely no idea about how business works. So. When you buy a property that's in a distressed situation and you fix it up, you raise the value. As such, it raises the value of all the properties, all the neighborhood, which has a higher tax rate basis to be taxed to people to collect so municipalities and schools can get more money. Therefore, there's more equity in people's homes, which they can refi and spend more money. So now by saying housing is affordable, let's leave these house looking like crap because there'll probably be a lot of investors actually buy the property and do a very buy and hold, but they're not gonna spend any money fixing the property because it's not gonna be worth anything until the very, very end. And in the end, who's gonna hurt? Homeowners. It's actually gonna hurt the people it's intent to protect. Now here's what's gonna happen. It's a cash grab. And then if this law passes, it's then gonna go to Illinois, New York, any blue states, and it's probably not gonna hit red states because it's absolutely outrageous. So once again, it's trying to penalize real estate investors. And I've done well over 500 real estate transactions. In fact, that's how I started. That's how I made my first million. That's how I made my first 10 million in real estate. And I still do real estate deals all over the world on top of all my other companies. But I'm completely outraged. And I'm outraged because I've seen this play out. And I'm going to tell you a little story. When I first started in business, investing in real estate, I would go after foreclosures. So ultimately what I would do is I would buy foreclosures. And what normally would happen is the distressed homeowners tried everything. I'm the last person to call, usually 30 days from an auction date. An auction date is it would be sold by the bank at an auction. And what happens is that then they would lose the house and get nothing. So the homeowner would call me literally with less than 30 days, the majority of the time, over 90% of the deals and say, I want to stay in my home. but um, And I don't want to sell it, but I'm losing my house in 30 days. And so what I did is I came up with the idea of giving two solutions. I'll give you one, a higher price to sell your house, take the cash, go rent, start over, rebuild, and hopefully once the foreclosure is off your credit or bankruptcy, any of these things, you'll rebuild and buy a new house. And so then what happened 
is uh, most of the people would stay in their house. They don't want to displace their kids. They don't want to move. They're emotionally attached to the house. And in most cases, people would pay me rent in a lease option. Now, what a lease option is, I own the property. I rent it back to them. And then in a period of year, two years, they had the uh, opportunity to repurchase the home. And a lot of them did, but some of them didn't because they didn't keep up the payments, didn't fix their credit or anything like that. And as such, had to move out. And, you know, that was the deal. And it was very clear. We actually videotaped the transactions. Now, knowing that my family lost their house to foreclosure, I had a different perspective because we lost our house to foreclosure when I was younger. So I know what that feeling is and I know the perspective. And all the people that I hired to work for me to do this had been people that I saved for foreclosure. And all of a sudden, the state of Illinois came up with a legislation, a proposed legislation. The idea is that if you're gonna buy a house uh, in foreclosure or in a distressed situation like a foreclosure, you have to pay 82% of the market value if you're gonna do a sales leaseback. Now, with costs, expenses, you don't make money at 82%. I mean, and, and the interesting is, is once again, what if the homeowner agrees to 65%? Like why, if I agree to that, and the idea is to protect those who, who may not be able to protect themselves, but the question is, why are they in trouble in the first place? And by the way, every distressed homeowner I've ever met, it's never their fault, it's already somebody else's fault. And that's a whole other story, I'm gonna talk about that. But we made more money on one transaction than lawmakers, and so I decided, kind of like, especially when you're young and you're full of like uh, piss and vinegar, and you're like, yes, I am going to, I'm gonna fight, and so I got all these people that I saved to foreclosure and headed over to Springfield, Massachusetts to try to lobby. We stopped by lawmakers. We even, uh, I tried to testify. So I brought 12 people that I saved from foreclosure to testify that if I had not bought their house, rented it back, they wouldn't have owned the back. These are success stories, right? And so what happened is the lawmakers would not even hear the testimonials. In fact, when I testified, they try to say, how much money do I make? And I take advantage of the disadvantage. And I'm trying to say, no, if it wasn't for me, they would have lost the house. And there was no rationale because they're always counting your money, right? Because when you make more on one transaction than some of them do in a whole salary, there's a level of resentment and it's unfair and sharks take advantage. There's a lot of risk in flipping properties. And I've done a lot. And let me tell you something, a lot of people lose money. That's what people don't understand. A lot of people lose money because there's risk. You buy it, you have to fix it up. There's issues, more issues. Uh, you got municipalities uh, who had code violations or different things they want you to do the house. In fact, I would argue that with some of these stringent laws that some of these municipalities have in terms of what kind of copper wiring or what do they expect actually makes the home safer because a lot of these homes are older. And as a result, everybody wins. And Obviously, if you buy and hold the property, the taxation is 18% federal level-wise. Where you live is state-wise is a little bit different. Um, and, and obviously, when you flip, you're taxed at a much higher rate. So there is a lot of risk in flipping properties. Now, I know on TV, flip this, flip that, everybody's making money, right? Everybody's making money. The reality is not. See, the glamorization is, I bought a property at 100, I sold it at 200, but they don't tell you. I, I, you know what eats me alive? And I've seen this a lot, especially on YouTube. People go in and they say, oh, Here's my check. I just made $100,000 and they walk out of the transaction, they flash their check. Let me tell you something. That's a bunch of fugazis because I have done thousands of real estate transactions. And if I leave with a check with 100,000, right? It doesn't mean I made 100,000. I'll tell you why. Because in the profit of the transaction, 
I paid my contractor. Let's say I paid my contractor $40,000. That would not be reflected on the HUD statement, right? Which is the closing statement because I paid it out of my pocket in advance because the contractor usually you pay a third, a third, a third. And so the irony in all of this is that all of a sudden that's just a loan. So I'm not at a uh, hundred thousand, I'm really at 60,000. Now, maybe there were other costs, other things that happened. Maybe I've had to pay a commission to a wholesaler or a bird dog or other fees, or you know, the air conditioner blew out the last second, or right before closing, the buyer does its inspection and says, I need that fixed, I need that fixed, I need that fixed. You gotta fix all these little things. That's another six, seven grand. So your $100,000 is maybe $20,000, $30,000, let's say, which is by the way, still good, but you know, you spent, you know, a hundred hundred odd thousand dollars to make 20,000. It took you about six, seven, eight months. Not a bad return, but it could have been a lot worse. But all of a sudden people assume, oh my God, I just made a hundred thousand. And, and that is my fundamental problem is that you have a lot of people that are misled by this type of information. Investors are good. And also by buying and flipping these properties, it creates, uh, you know, jobs for home inspectors, appraisers, uh, real estate agents, now, do I think that this bill is going to pass? It's California. Anything can happen in California. <laughs> Anything can happen. Some of the most idiotic laws are out of California, which is why people are moving out of California. And the people that stay in California, despite the homelessness, high taxes, potential earthquake, everything that could possibly happen, they choose there to pay more because they love living in California. They, like, they love the weather, which by the way, it's absolutely beautiful weather. And there's a lot of amazing, beautiful places in California and the California people are amazing, but it's a choice. You're paying a premium uh, by living in California. Because why wouldn't you live in Florida? No state taxes, you know, not, none of the problems a lot of Californians had. Yeah, there's, you know, hurricanes and, and all that stuff. But, it, but why would not? Because it's a choice, which by the way, I respect that choice. Now, what I don't like is once again, the wealthy, the successful people have to pay because of their success, right? Everybody says, oh, Microsoft and Apple and Amazon, they're bad people. They hire millions and millions of people that have jobs. When are we gonna start counting other people's money? People say, oh, rich people don't pay taxes. How many taxes do you pay? Honestly, how much taxes do you pay? When you point the finger at somebody else, you got three fingers pointing at you. So to be honest, I've gone through this process before. I am desensitized. It's not about what's right and what's wrong. You're not gonna change people's mind because it, everything is political, especially with politicians. They tell you what you wanna hear to get elected and the minute they get elected, and this is all over the world, they change a different story because their job is to stay in office, right? Which is why so many politicians don't fulfill their promises. Some because they can't, because they have to be at the mercy of somebody else. It's always that people argue about the president, the president, the president, but in real estate, the president doesn't have that much power. Right? If the president's democratic and you got an entire uh, you know, Republican Congress, you're not gonna get anything done. Just like now, nothing's really been done because of one senator, Joe Manchin. Now, the lesson is, even though I'm talking about the United States, this affects everybody else, is that there is a price when you wanna make more money. Everybody wants to have what you have, but nobody wants to make the sacrifice. Everybody wants to be counting your money which is why I'm here to tell you that I believe in you and I don't care how much money you make because I'm proud of your success. Because you're an inspiration to somebody else. To a lot of people, a lot of haters, a lot of non-believers, a lot of people tell you you're really lucky, but it's these types of laws that absolutely eat me alive. 
And although this law doesn't make sense, and I'm hoping the lobbying group of the, of the National Association of Realtors, which is massive, because I don't want this to become a precedent all over the world. But I hope that they fight hard. I don't think the real estate investors crying is gonna make a, a difference. And I think the difference was gonna be the National Association of Realtors because they have such a powerful lobby. And maybe if everybody binds together. But when is it going to stop? The idea is to reward. If you said, hey, if you do X, we'll give you X tax credit. If you hire X amount of people, we'll give you X tax credit. Entrepreneurism is about incentivization. If you incentivize us, we will do it because we put everything on the line to be an entrepreneur or a real estate investor or everything you do. And if you like what I'm saying and you wanna get away from these negative people are taking you down, whether you're on YouTube, there's a link below in the comments as well. Whether you want to network with millionaires and billionaires, my network of people, if you're listening to the podcast, it's in the uh, comments. I'm inviting you because where you learn is where you earn. I want you to go to that link and I want you to network with the world's most successful people because your network equals your net worth. Now, there's a lot of room at the top and it's the bottom that's crowded. Also too, let me give you my real estate course of free. It says there's five free courses in the link and I'm going to show you exactly how I did it with and without money. I started with no money, first 500 deals, I was spending on my own money, and how I did it with money. I'm not here to sell you anything, just here to give you value, 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 value. All the links are in the comments. And together, hopefully, we'll have a chance to do business together. And I don't care what laws they put at us, we'll always pivot because that's what entrepreneurs do. So I wanna thank you for listening to the show. Pretty cool that I do this in our Big brand new studio here when I'm here in, uh, in Tampa. I'm hopefully do this podcast live with all of you in the screens behind me. If you're listening to this on my uh, podcast uh, on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to podcast, check out the YouTube channel just to see what the studio looks like. And do me a favor. If you can subscribe to my channel, it would mean the world to me on YouTube. If you can uh, rate this podcast on Apple, like it. There's a little button that says uh, on Spotify. Now you can share it. Mean the world to me as well. Doesn't cost money. Takes a second. And we do this every single day. And the reason I do it every single day, 365 days a year, because I'm about sharpening our business acumen. Because together, we're a lot stronger than we are as individual. And success is not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.